how do you create a community where you are? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. Welcome to the Command Z Show. We are back with a very special episode. Only because I always say that. I feel like that's just the best way for us to start at this point. Standard. Right. Um, This is going to be the absolute best episode we've ever had. Um, I love how Apple always does this. Like, all their, like, launch events, they're like, this is, like, the greatest iPhone we've ever created. It's like, well, it should be. You took away a headphone jack? Man, that is the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I've been battling that so hard lately, too. It's funny you say that. I know, the Uh, the Samsung said it, too, because I'm a Samsung user. Because, you know, no Apple, right? And um, they have also taken away the headphone jack, so now I'm trying to get used to a life with Bluetooth, and it's hard for me. I like the wire. I like the comfort of it. It's, It's definitely weird. So, like, I have, I have uh, AirPods. I always run with them now. Mm-hmm. For years and years, I always had the wire, and uh, I, it was just so annoying. I would always, like, punch them off of my ears occasionally. Anyway. Um, but now I'm, like, so now I just, like, have this, like, charging case that I carry with me. I'm, like, is that really better? That's just different. See, I was traveling, and mm-hmm. um, I had, like, the little, the fake AirPods, and um it just popped straight out of my ear i was like this is not this is not the solution for things my favorite (laughs) thing was when apple started selling the little connector cord for them so you don't lose them it's like i see what you're doing apple good job (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's what they're gonna do at their event next week they're gonna be like all right listen up everybody headphones but with a wire that attaches directly to your phone it's crazy yep Yep. steve jobs would be proud right now (laughs) anyway uh we have more important things to talk about i think um but today today we are guestless we're gonna try to do a a few episodes uh here's the thing it's it's difficult um lining up guests every single week to be able to do this so we're gonna take a little bit of a break maybe i don't know maybe a week or two where we're just gonna have some conversations about things that we're thinking about we're fun though i think so i i hope so we'll see (laughs) Um, hang on a second (laughs) Alexa stop I don't (laughs) Uh, apparently Alexa can't say her name she's our Uh, guest yeah (laughs) and today's guest is uh, I hate that like we're just very technology uh, troubled this morning it seems first it was we were attacking Apple now we have Amazon yeah. just lurking in my background, waiting just to listen. be part of this. Yeah. I don't even think I said anything even remotely close to that name <laughs> that I can't say. That's the weird. name that I can't say. Right. Voldemort. I'm going to rename know. it Voldemort. That's a good idea. You I should. should. I mean, it's not going to pick up on anything then. Hopefully. It's true. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, it's also tough because my, my middle son's name is, is Alex. So, 
<clears throat> there are times where it picks up on, like, oh, y yes, did you, were you calling me? It's like, did oh, you need No. Anyway, uh, so you've had a bit of an, an experience over the last uh, couple weeks that's mm -hmm. uh, kind of led you to a question, and um, let's, uh, let's hear. Let's hear what the question is for this week's episode. Well, I was, I was in Boston, so I'm, as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I'm getting my MFA from Emerson College um, in writing for film and television. And part of that MFA is there's two residencies. So there's one in the fall semester and one in the spring semester. So for the fall semester, everybody goes to Boston. Spring semester, everybody's in LA. And for the past year, we've all been on Zoom. And the people that were the, the, the class above me were on Zoom for both years of their MFAs. So some of them didn't even get to meet each other in person, which is <laughs> such a shame. But we, um, we were finally able to hop off Zoom and actually get to meet each other in person, which is the weirdest thing. We had no idea what anybody looked like, heights. We were all very confused. It was great. Um, but there was such a, an immediate sense of community among all of us. And I mean, th these are people that we've just, you know, we've communicated with in discussions. Maybe we've had a few Zoom calls together, but nothing all that, all that serious. And it was just immediate. Just all of us came together and we were just a collective group. And it was something that I hadn't really experienced before of just a complete just camaraderie among people who have never really met each other. And I mean, everybody, I mean, we're all writers, so everybody's sharing their trauma and everything's coming out. I mean, everybody's drinking. <laughs> it's a whole thing. You know, writers, writers do what they will. And um, it was very interesting, but I was having a conversation with um, one of the writers. He had moved from Texas to Boston, and he was in Boston for about a year, and he couldn't really find a community there. And Boston, of course, is, is very large. It's a great film community there. But it's, it's hard to break into something where there's already a community that's been formed, and it's hard to create something new. So he is on his way back to Texas now where his community was before he moved and you know he kind of saw this like oh am i like stepping backwards it's like no like you're you're creating a new um you're creating a new life for yourself like that's a good thing it's it's good if you can if you can be someplace know that it doesn't work for you and know where you need to go to be able to make something work for you that's a lot of growth and that's that's a lot right. of character development i guess right but so my big question is and then we were talking about this is how do you create a community where you are? That's such a good question. And it's something that, um, it's something that I thought a lot about. And I, I still think about it quite a bit. Um, but honestly, it kind of takes me back to where I'm from in small town, Ohio. Uh, near Cleveland, like 45 minutes out. Mm -hmm. I had a graduating class of 100 and I want to say 19. Uh, but these were all kids that I went to school with my entire life. Um, very small, very, very small town. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it takes me back to there because it's like, I had an interest that was just generally different than everybody else's. And that was mm -hmm. art. Um, 
you know, like I'm also the kid that like was part of the BMX crowd, BMX crowd. And, uh, I don't know, like I, I, I always seem to relate to all the different groups that I was around, but the thing that I loved the most was just creating and there was no group for that. And this is honestly, this is all so much easier to see now. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that easy to see then. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, honestly, I, I just didn't really fit in that well. And I think this is a really common thing when it comes to just creatives in general is that there's, there's so few of us, um, that it's just, it's hard to find that crowd, especially like where you are born. Basically, it's just an odds thing. <clears throat> it, it wasn't until I went to college where being around those people that like also wanted to go to school for animation. That's like, so like my absolute best friends are from that time in my life. Like I don't, I literally don't talk to anybody from like high school anymore. <laughs> and it, it kind of makes me sad, but at the same time, it's like, that wasn't really, those people weren't part of my community. Yeah. Uh, uh, but whenever I went off to college, like that was the, probably the largest benefit that I wasn't really prepared for. And honestly, I think that's one of the greatest benefits of college in general. I don't think that it's necessarily learning software or having good teachers. I think it's being part of a community. I think that's the thing that really I totally agree. makes it, makes it worth it really. Um, and, uh, for me it was, you know, after, after college, I had this sort of moment where I was like, where, where is my community now? Like, and that, like we all dispersed all over the country. Like it just wasn't there anymore. So it's this, this emptiness, I guess, of like just being around people that could push me. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's definitely hard those first couple of years after college, like just trying to like find my footing, I guess, again. Um, sorry, this is a really long story, but, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, my, my dream was always to be able to go out to Los Angeles and, um, you know, went out there on vacation, ended up staying there basically. But that was the one thing that, um, that Los Angeles did very, very well. And a lot of it, it's just a numbers game, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many creative people there, yeah. but there's so many communities that you can be a part of. And honestly, I didn't take full advantage of it when I was there because I was mostly busy working, mm -hmm. but, um, like little events that just would pop up with really big name people just out of nowhere. And you're just like, Oh, this person's going to be at this little place tonight. Like, cool. I'll be there. And then it just turned into like this cool pizza party or something. Like, um, I don't know. It's just really cool stuff like that. Um, and whenever my first son was born, it was basically like, okay, we're, we're, we're ready to move on from Los Angeles. We're ready to go somewhere else. And initially it was like, I was looking at New York and Chicago because again, I'm like, all right, bigger cities, um, just a greater chance of having that community when I go to those places. Mm -hmm. But, um, this is, this is my pitch for now for Columbus, but, um, <laughs> I started seeing stuff that was going on in the Columbus community as far as creative and animation and motion design goes. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Like small town, like still big city, but it's much smaller than most of the other ones. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was somewhere that um, I, I could see the community was already there. So it's like, oh, that's 
that's that was one of the most important things for me based on wherever I decided to go next. And whenever I came to Columbus, I mean, I didn't I didn't know anybody. I never I'm from Ohio, but I never been to Columbus before then. Like we straight up like paid for an apartment without ever even being in the city before. Super uncomfortable. Do not recommend. Uh, it did work out very well. Um, but once I got here, it was kind of my mission to find find that community and be a part of it. Not just know about it, but just be a part of it. So the first the first year that I was in Columbus, again, I, I didn't know very many people, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to start looking up these people that are doing amazing work and I'm going to ask them to have coffee. And I, I think I've told this story several times, but like my goal was like one person every month and ended up meeting with like 26 people after like three months or something. It was crazy. I don't know. It was just <laughs> a bunch of people. Um, but I loved it. Like I loved meeting these people. And for me at that point, like, you know, there, there was some communities, um, creative communities in Columbus, but I just, after a while, I just couldn't really, I don't mean this to sound bad to any of the other communities that are here, but I just didn't really seem to fit in to those ones either. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to just accept that and just be like, well, let's make it work. I'm going to create my own. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a little event where I get I don't know, let's just see how many people I can get. Like, of those people that I talked to before, like, I would love for this person to be there and this person. Like, these these two people didn't know each other before, but, like, I would love to get them in the same room and just see what... The, I just want to yeah. just be a spectator in that conversation. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, initially, I reserved, like, back rooms of bars, basically. Like, just <laughs> anywhere that I could get some Wherever cheap space, basically. What's that? Wherever they'll have me. Basically. Yeah. And uh, the first one we did, um, yeah, there was like eight people that showed up. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But like, I know there's more people yeah. that could benefit from this. Uh, the next one we had 12, I think. Um, and at that point, I named it Making Midwest. Because uh, I was like, you know what? We're going to, it's a little meetup kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it evolved over t sorry this is a super long story now no, I'm really good. going for this um i uh i you know, wanted to do this every 3 months and i was like you know what let's see if we can get 60 people like that was kind of my goal um like so we'll just keep running this thing every 3 months until i get 60 people and then i don't know we'll see what happens and the third event we had about 30 people and we started having presenters so i was like um like, we just had four people that I've talked to in the past. And I'm like, these people have great stories, but they've never had a stage to speak on. And this isn't, like, an actual stage. <laughs> this is a uh, same same level uh, TV propped on a bunch of pallets. Um, I've been in those rooms. I like them. Right. And uh, I guess that's what it was for me, too. I was like, I, I loved that so much. Like, I loved getting these people together. But, yeah, again, so we had 30 people. And then in the fourth event that we did... We ended up getting over 60 people. And I was like, wow, this is really, this is really cool. Like, it's just, it's fun to build a community. And it's just, it was always fun to just watch, just watch these conversations happen. Watch people get jobs. Um, 
because of it. And um, it came to a point where I was like, okay, well, I think, you know, I kind of achieved my mission in less than a year. Um, but then it was like, well, let's do something with it. Like, we either have to stop or go bigger. Like, I'm not the kind of person that just stays at the same level ever with anything. Yep. Um, so I was like, you know what, let's double down on this. Let's make it an annual conference. And um, basically, again, kind of like hole-in-the-wall theater type things. Uh, we got a couple of big names in. And uh, I don't know, like the, the first year, I think we had 100 people show up. Um, we ended up doing it for three years total. And on that third year, we had like 250 people show up. I... I realized that I always go to this metric of like how many people are there because that's honestly just kind of how I always judged like the success of it. And it's not necessarily right, the right way to measure that success. But for me, I was like, I don't know, community is based in numbers. Yeah. So it was like, um, I don't know, it, again, just even after that third year, like I would go to, <clears throat> I'd go to meetings and I'd see somebody else that I just met at Making Midwest like the week before or something. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's so cool. I like just met you. Like, what, what are you doing here? And they're like, I have a job interview. Like, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's, I don't know. That was one of the coolest things um, just to be a part of that connection that could be made. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, since then, we've had to kind of slow it down a little bit. COVID, this little thing called COVID happened. And uh <laughs> really changed kind of how communities work honestly altogether and I'm still trying to learn how how to adapt from that but um I don't know, like just even whenever like I would teach or anything I always tell people like tell students like yes your portfolio is important your network is important but being a part of that community is the thing that is probably more important than the other things altogether um, it's just, it's this thing that gives you, I don't want to say purpose necessarily, but in a way, I guess it, it, it kind of does where it's just like, it, it sort of validates your identity in a way mm -hmm. of like, you know what, there's other people just like me and we can relate to these same common problems. Um, yeah, sorry. I've been going on for a while now. You're good. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts? No, I agree with that. That was with having a community is you do feel validated in you know what you're interested in you know and especially your experiences because like even just having this conversation with you matt and listening to you i relate so much to to everything that you just said and i think a lot of creatives do because i came from especially around here because i came like i lived on the farm and i lived about 35 minutes away from where i went to school so i would drive to school Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm kind of forced to be around this specific group of people at all times, right? And then I drive back home. And that's very isolating, especially if you're creative and you're creative looking for other people like you. And I did theater and stuff like that, but it was never, never really the same as being around a community that is kind of a live-in community almost, like being able to find people within the city that you're in. And I went to college and I was history and film. And there were great communities in, in both of those areas, and especially in film. And, you know, my best friends are still the people I met in college, and they're still people that I use on my sets all the time. 
because we created that community and we know each other. We know how each other work. I mean, we all studied under the same the same people, you know, and mm-hmm. that was great. And I mean, obviously, we've all kind of separated and gone different ways. And I'm in Sioux Falls now, as opposed to good old Wayne, Nebraska. Shout out to Wayne, but. Um, <laughs> But it was it was different, and I got up to to Sioux Falls, and it was a, kind of a different space. And I kind of entered this realm of a community that was there, but nothing had really formed quite yet. Nobody had really come together. And being a um, being a woman in film, there's it's it's very hard to break into those communities, especially like they're they're a little bit more masculine centered, um, very masculine stories being told. And it's hard to break into those. And that was something that I, um, when I was kind of within like looking at the Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota communities, there was a big disconnect. There was kind of a big, um, a big thing that happened within like the, 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 the film community of Iowa, where somebody who was a, a pretty prominent film leader had said some, some pretty sexist, um, heteronormative things and everybody was really upset and they're like I'm gonna leave the community I'm not gonna be a part of this anymore I can't do this I mean this has been happening for too long and I felt the same way I mean it was very discouraging and especially hearing everything that was going on and I had women that were kind of flooding my my direct messages just saying hey you know this is what's happened to me these are my experiences and that was it's really hard to take all of that in and I said you know what we need to create a space that is for women, non-binary, minority filmmakers, because we all are having the same problems in these these smaller, more rural communities that want to, and we all want to make great work. And so we created Tri-State Film La Femme, which is kind of feminist filmmakers of South Dakota, Nebraska, and Iowa. So we were all kind of able to come together and it's been a really good safe space because people can post their their casting announcements on there, asking for people, film announcements. I don't care if you want to fundraise your film on that page, please do, because there needs to be a space for it. You know, there's there's the call for for people that have felt different within these communities and is giving them a space for them to really be able to share their voices. And that was really important to me. And when I kind of got up into like South Dakota and was reaching out to these other regions, there wasn't a lot of diversity in in the voices that were that were being heard. So I started going to these meetings. It's like I'm the the only girl in in any of these rooms, and especially the only girl who is you know a writer director. A lot of it is okay. Well, I've been squashed down so much that I'm only a makeup artist. I'm only a production designer. I'm only this. I'm only that. And it's like, well, you can be whatever you want to be, and you can be all of them if you want to be, and that's okay. Right. So, trying to create communities that validate those experiences, and finding communities that share those similar voices is incredibly important to me, which is why I, I started that. And I'm going to go on a tangent too. Here I am going on go, a tangent. Go ahead. Here we are. <laughs> but, but no, so that was something that was really important to me. And I, I wish that this was happening in, in bigger spaces as well, in bigger cities, right. in bigger metropolitan areas where we're carving out those, those spaces for people. Um, because I think it is hard when there's a lot of different communities in an area. And I mean, you were talking on this of 
where there's a lot of different communities and not being able to fit into a specific one. Now, I always have that feeling is like, I'm either too weird and too out there for a specific community, or I'm not quite weird and out there enough. Interesting. It's finding that, finding that balance of where exactly do I fit and where are the other people that also feel this way fit. That's, oh, I, I really love that you said that because I, I don't think I've ever been, ever, ever been able to say that, but I think that's kind of how I've felt as well. Where like, I, I, like, yeah, I love creativity. I love making stuff. But at the same time, I wear a backwards hat of a sports team. <laughs> like, I'm pretty traditional in some ways. Yeah. But like, I, I, I've always felt like that too, where I'm like, I'm either too weird for a certain group or not weird enough yeah. for other groups. Um, but like, I, I don't like, I've always, I don't know, I... It's, it's not even just creative communities all the time that, that I do believe that are important. Like, I believe that um, even things like church, uh, regardless of religious belief, one of the greatest benefits of, of religion and church is community. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, being around people that have same views, right? Yep. But, so it's like that, but it's also sports like you know i have different a different community that i talk to about sports i have a comic book community that i talk to a lot like there's just all these different communities and that's kind of what makes us who we are but um i think that that was something though that was a little bit more difficult for me at first especially whenever i went to art school being from the midwest um was like okay i feel like you know i don't have blue hair I wear pretty standard, normal, traditional clothing. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like all these people. Like I can relate to these people in some ways, but in other ways, I'm like, I don't, I can't do that. Like I didn't have a bracelet that had the little spiky studs on it. You're not fitting um, the, uh, the art school stereotype. No, no, I definitely wasn't. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I, I guess, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting that you, you do bring that up because I, I think the thing with creative communities is that they're, they're generally welcoming. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I think there's some that, that work and some that don't for certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, just like they're just like any other community in the world. But, and, and for me, that's what I was like, okay, I don't feel like it's quite a right fit in any of these communities that currently exist, I'm like, so I'm going to create my own and let's just see what happens. <laughs> um, but it, it almost seems like, you know, you're along the same lines. Yeah. I, I think it's important to carve out spaces for yourself. And, and it was kind of interesting because when I was, when I was in Emerson for the week, the space had already been carved out for us. And so the way Emerson works is they pick about like 22, 23, 24, somewhere in there like that early 20 range of like how many people mm-hmm. that they're going to select for that year for that year of students and so there were about 23 or so of us and um the um the the the, the head was able to kind of go through and think okay these people are all going to work well together and it's not that we all tell the same stories it's not that we all have the same voice i mean people are coming from everywhere 
all walks of mm -hmm. life. Me randomly from South Dakota. You know, there's a lot of different stories to be told in there and a lot of different experiences. I mean, I was talking to um, to a friend I made who he he's lived his whole life in New Jersey and he's never really driven a car. He just got his learner's permit. Really? And it's like, man, I've been driving farm equipment since I was 12 years old. It's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's such different experiences. And, and it was very interesting to see all of these people that all come from different backgrounds be hand-selected and then all work together so well. Right. And I, I don't know what they're doing at Emerson that gets them to select these people so well, but they did a fantastic job. I don't know if we're all just like selecting like just the perfect boxes or what it is, but we all just <laughs> fell straight into place. And right. that was so different because I'd never really experienced just a community falling in place like that. And it was strange because when we all, we all left, you know, we all got on our respective planes and afterwards we were all kind of like everybody went to dinner with their families they got back right. everybody's rejoining their other communities that they have and we're all sending little messages of man i really miss you guys like yep. this was a this was a good healthy week of just communal bonding even though we're all back in our in our original communities that we've built and we've come together with we're all still like, man, I, I wish that I could kind of grab a little piece of what we what we had in Boston. And that's hard, though, right. too, because I'm kind of in a place now where it's like, man, I, I almost wish I wouldn't have experienced it because now there's that little taste <laughs> of like all these people that just came together. It's like, ah, oh, but I, I, it's never going to be the same as like in that moment. Right. When we talk about college, too. It's never going to be it's never going to be the same as how we experienced it. And those 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 community, those communal experiences, especially coming together for the first time, those can't really be replicated. It's just right. that little liminal space that those experiences exist in, which is hard. That, and yeah. How do you even write about that? I'm trying to, but it's not working very well. <laughs> right. I, <clears throat> there's something to that also just shared experiences in general that bring people closer together. Mm -hmm. um, like I think about one, the first job that I had, we would do... Um, did an event called Science Bowl, and uh, it was a big thing in the whole country for like some of the smartest kids in. I'm pretty sure they're all in high school. I think. Um, and I just honestly, the first year that they asked me to like be involved, I was like, no, this sounds <laughs> no. incredibly. You want me to take pictures of people answering trivia questions? <laughs> You want me to make like a little video for this? Like I just sounded so awful to me, but everyone was like super excited about it. Like the people that would go all the time, like every year that they would do this. And I'm like, I don't know, I guess I'll, I'll do it. So they did like a regional thing in Pittsburgh first where that's where I was living at the time. And I was like, this is kind of interesting. Like this is like pretty like legit competitive. And these kids are just incredibly brilliant. Like I don't understand how they got this smart, in high school so fast um but then like you yeah yeah i just i don't know like there are specific kids that just had like an amazing story that like i would just want to follow like this one year there was this kid that like he would just like, they would ask a question none of his team members know and he just puts his head down for like as long as like i think they had like 30 seconds to answer the question and then like at second 29 he'd lift his head up and shout out the answer and be right and he did this like so often. And I was like, he just comes out of nowhere. Like he just, 
it just comes to him and he answers these questions anyway um so that was like a regional event and then it would go to washington dc for the national event and so many of these kids would that win their regionals they often show up in the nationals like repeatedly so they're seeing like friends from last year and stuff like that like it was like a camp experience like of these really really nerdy smart kids and like to see them and how yeah it did like that was like that's that was their community Mm -hmm. and like for me i was like that's the story that i want to be able to tell like from from my perspective like if i'm taking video of these things if i'm doing photos like creating design work like so to me it was like and honestly like even that time like you know the people that i worked with were working 24 hours a day basically for an entire week and it was like wow it was those experiences right there that like i i miss so much like i i wish i could just keep doing that i would do it for free honestly (laughs) um but it's just like there's there's certain moments i guess like that where again those shared experiences bringing people together that just it makes you just kind of long for just that all the time i don't know I know I. I do wish. By the way, I was a judge at a science bowl at one point. Were you really? That was really fun. Um, so you know what it is. I know. I, I had a really really fun time, and it was for high school students. So I understand yeah. where you're coming from because like all these high school students had come to Wayne, and I had just volunteered. I was like, yeah, I'll be a science judge. It sounds like fun. I'll do that for a Saturday, and and it was it was fun seeing all these kids and like yeah, that's that's something that's so true is watching kids come together. And I think this is so pure, like, and mm-hmm. you talk about children a lot because you have children and I, I like the pure creativity and the pure communities that come from children is, and I mean, high schoolers under the age of 18, right? Right, right. Before they've, before they've branched out and yeah. still in high school. So it's, it's so interesting to watch people like come together in these, these little pocketed communities after not seeing each other for a year. Mm-hmm. And it's just everybody just links back up. Everyone goes back to their respective groups. And, you know, they say that it's not good to to kind of group up or to have cliques, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does, I mean, it's human nature to, to form little groups right. and find people and create little pockets in these big spaces. Because that's just, that's just what we do. That's just what humans do. We want to find people that are similar to us. So, you know, when all the, the nerdy science kids come, they find the nerdy science kids that are interested in the nerdy science stuff that they're interested in. Right. And right. I was in, because um, I did speech and quiz bowl and all of that stuff. Look at you. I was, that's not I, super I was, surprising, but. <laughs> I, was, I was a nerdy kid. And I still am. If I could, I'd go back. I'd do it all over again. It was super fun. But, um. But, you know, like you go to you go to speech tournaments, right? And that's about as nerdy as it gets is a bunch of kids that are like, you know what? I want to spend my Saturday giving speeches. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. me too. You know what? I want to spend my Saturdays giving speeches still today. That sounds like a blast. So you have all these kids together and you, you notice them and you go, oh, man, I remember them. They did that weird thing last year. And I did always, I always did weird stuff. Like one year I played like an anthropomorphic hyena. Because why not? So, <laughs> I got great comments so of it. I had fantastic reviews. So I'll take that. But, 
<laughs> the reviews are in. They're great. I'm a great hyena. So, but you notice people and you, you find them. <laughs> I'm going to kill Matt. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I can just imagine this. I don't. That's it crazy. fits well. It fits the personality. Yeah. I mean, there we go. Is there any video of this or anything? No, I any wish photos? there were. I, I can send you the script. It's messed up, man. It was a messed up script. It was like, it was me and my one of my best friends who were playing hyenas. I'm going on a tangent. But we were playing these hyenas (laughs) that were like with this little girl and like they they represented her trauma that she was having at home. So like my friend represented this like, I'm sweet and nice and I'm going to draw you in. And I was this horrible, like mangled, disgusting, like representation of everything that was bad in her life. So I had to kind of like, like hair was messed up, like detorted, like, because you can't come in with costumes. So it was like using like full body to kind of contort myself and to make this like kind of mangled mess of a person that's playing a hyena. So there's a lot of like walking back and forth because this girl's like visiting a zoo. So walking back and forth in the enclosure that we've created. It was very neat, very experimental and very fun. I, it's like one of my favorite things I've ever yeah. done. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, you so people would see me doing this weird hyena thing. And then the next year, it's like, I'm going to go see what this girl's doing again, because she played a hyena last year. And I want to know what <laughs> she's about. And you do that. You find people where it's like, okay, I, I remember what they were up to last year. What are they doing now? What are they doing now? And I feel that same way, too, about, about writers is when you're in, like, these writing groups, you get to know a person so well, especially in writing, because you can't help but put a lot of yourself in what you're writing and that goes for all creatives you're always putting no matter how hard you try there's always going to be a little piece of yourself in what you're creating Mm -hmm. and with writers is you i'm a big believer and i've said this before is sitting down at your computer and bleeding just letting it all come out and when you're in communities like that no matter what you're going to get close to them and you're going to know way too much about them So I I think that being able to kind of like find those spaces where you can just be like unapologetically yourself. Right, right. And it's a safe place to do that. That is so, so worthwhile and so beneficial. And I I wish that there were more places where it felt safe to do that besides therapy. You know, being able to just sit there and bleed with a bunch of other people. Right. Not There's also... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not literally. Let's make that very clear. Um, there's also this element of um, being around people that that you do share a lot of things in common with, but are also very different from you as well. Yes. Um, and this is something that, you know, as as a white male, like it's you know I. I Early on in my life, a white male from the Midwest, I was basically around people that were exactly that, right? Yep. <clears throat> so I didn't, I, there's just a lot about culture and just a lot of things that I just couldn't understand. I just wasn't around me. It wasn't until I, you know, went to college where I saw all these different people where I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. Like, let me, you know, learn about some of these people, like, and, and hearing some of their stories and hearing about how, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't really understand how you know, privileged I was until I started 
being around these other people and it's like okay this is not necessarily fair but like you know what am what am i going to do to try to you know help these situations the, the best that i can right um and I don't know, it just a, a lot of little things just like even like people coming from broken homes mm-hmm. and it's like okay like that's that sounds incredibly difficult um but i think that part of the part of a creative community is that we generally have a lot of empathy um you know for other people and i think that's one of those things that helps us understand each other and to tell stories that maybe are not exactly our own but like to be able to maybe this sounds bad but it's like there there are certain people in my life where it's like uh, they've experienced something and i know i know exactly how they felt i i you know i didn't go through that thing myself but like i i saw them like i saw the emotions coming from them yeah so it's like okay i know that this is a story that sort of like i felt like needed to be told or something mm-hmm. um and you know i'm not always the one to tell that story but at the same time like you know I, there's there's a direct link between community and creative possibility mm-hmm. and or i don't know like, I, I often think about these things like like a, a a word web right and you know you are the center point but like what are the connection points what are those nodes outside of there that that you draw from, basically? It's such a weird thing that I'm going on right now. No, but, no, no. Like... <laughs> I, I, I know where you're at. I, I'm following. Right. And it's like the people that you surround yourself with are those nodes. Yeah. And you can draw inspiration from them. And it, it's something that I do quite often. And again, like I, my kids are probably the closest nodes to mm-hmm. me as the center point. So like that's why I draw so much from their stories and how their perception of, of things, and I don't know like it's just there's there's certain things that I just find to be really fascinating uh, about just getting different parts and pieces of your community together and telling stories again I don't know if I'm making any sense right now but uh, it's it's very much a um, I don't know sort of vision, I guess, of, of how I see a community actually working together to be able to help one another, especially a creative community. I agree with that, though. I, with communities, is I, I love being able to hear diverse stories from people. I think that was something that was really interesting. Like Emerson is right. what I'd mentioned is we're all coming from different backgrounds. And so we all have different stories that we're telling, but we're all still together. Is being able to create communities where everybody feels safe to talk about their stories. And I'm, I'm the worst person. If you're around me, you're gonna be in a script. Like, there's just no way around it. Because <laughs> right. I, I mean, I go to coffee shops and I sit there and I write down everything that people are saying around me. I'm a horrible right. person. And it's like, please give me your drama. And I just, I, I, cause I mean, that's what you do is you work with the people that are around you. And you know, you, it's, you can feel deeply inspired by the, the joys, the, the, the triumphs, the, um, the, the low places that the people around you are in and how you can help them. I mean, I, I'm big on if a person's going through something, it's like, okay, I would love to be able to kind of take this from you, off of you, 
and like please give it to me and I'll let me like turn it into something let me create something out of this um because I, I think that's that's a good thing that if you can help people in your community to do is how can we make something together that could make maybe a bad place in your life something something good something positive make something out of this that could help other people who might be in a similar place as you and I do that all the time everything that I write is deeply deeply personal and I can't help it and that's I maybe it's therapy whatever but um it's it's good it's good to be able to write those deeply personal things and I think too with on the topic of bringing up um diverse communities is being able to recognize your privilege within a community is very important like the fact that you were able to kind of okay I'm at college and I'm meeting all of these different people and oh I didn't quite realize like the fact that I was coming from a privileged place is I had that same experience of oh I'm going to meet all these different people and that's what I think is so great about college is being able to meet large diverse groups of people and being able to recognize where you fall within that and what you can do to help other people is incredibly important as a community leader is being able to give a platform for those who don't have it being able to uplift the voices of the voiceless is incredibly important because if if you don't do that you're you're complicit to the you're complacent to the same the same issue that's been happening as a systemic problem of okay well it doesn't impact me so i just won't say anything or i'm not gonna help anybody else because it's not directly impacting me it's important to be able to say okay this is impacting you and this is important to you you need to be able to talk about this you need to be able to tell your truth and that's important in creative communities because that's what kind of being a creative is, is being able to tell that truth and speak that truth. Right. I think if there's, you know, one of the, one of the most important things that I've learned about grief over the last five years has been, um, it's one of these things where everyone wants to help. Right. Especially mm -hmm. whenever, whenever somebody's in pain, it's, it is, it's human nature to, to run to help yeah and um it's it's tough to, for people to know exactly how to help like you always hear people like saying like oh, i'm just trying to help yep. um i this is another one of things guys specifically are very guilty of this always trying to like for, for my wife whenever she's trying to tell me about like some trouble i'm like oh try doing this try doing how can that I fix and this yeah exactly and it's like i i i know i'm doing it but i can't stop still but anyway, it's um, whenever it comes to grief, like nobody wants anyone else to experience pain. Yeah. Um, and I I can't remember the quote, but it was it was something like, you know, to help people with their with their grief, it's really about, um, you know, you do that by feeling pain with them. You don't try to. I don't know, you don't try to fix it necessarily, but you feel yeah. that pain with them. That That is how you help a friend that is going through grief. Um, and um, I don't know, like it's it's tough because again, going, going through all the stuff that I've gone through, like there's people that are like, oh, you know what, it'll get better soon. It's like, all right, I know you're trying to help, but that's a really shitty thing to say. It's awful. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, everyone would try to come up with the words and then over time they realize they didn't have the words and then they just, they're silent about it. Yeah. And um, honestly, for me, that's, that's why I needed to 
create that short film that I made called Where Are You Now? I was like, I need people to understand like they're how I'm feeling about things because nobody's really asking honestly um they're just like trying they're, they're to trying fixing, to help not asking right yeah. and I think that again with with creative communities it's like you know we telling those stories is one of the ways that we heal ourselves and I think it's a way that we heal each other as well hmm. um and I think that's what makes it so fascinating uh, of kind of what we do where we we are a community with a certain set of skills <laughs> um that i don't know like again like when i even talk about like you know my my church community it's it's very much that way too but like you know we try to help in different ways where it's like oh this person lost their job this person is sick um let's help by you know making food for them or like mowing their lawn like stuff like that like so it, all communities are meant to help in certain ways but that's what again that's what just makes a creative community very interesting is in how we do actually help is kind of through these stories and through our abilities i i love that you mentioned this because that's something that i think is important in communities is the the idea that you're not there to fix other people's problems. The community doesn't exist to fix what's going on with you. The community exists to uplift you, to feel your pain. When you are low, they are low. You know, we're experiencing this together, so you don't have to experience it alone. That's important. Right. And I think it's hard because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm very guilty of this uh, because I'm a fixer. Like if somebody has a problem, like please, please, like let me just. I, I don't want you to be. Because <laughs> right. I'm a people pleaser, so it's like please, so just like right, right. please, don't be upset. And and it's hard because you're watching this person like in your community that you deeply love, and you want to help them. But the best thing that you can do is sit there and go, I don't understand how you're feeling. Being able to admit that but I want to be there with you while you're feeling it because right. that's the best thing. I mean, sometimes the best thing that a community can do for somebody is just be a shoulder mm -hmm. or just be someone to hold a hand and not say anything, not fix anything, not even really be directly a part of it is just to be there as someone that they can lean on. Right. Love it. That's probably a good, uh, good part yeah. to uh any any uh, get to sorry i'm just talking saying words now uh <laughs> let's do final thoughts now <laughs> um i'll say um yeah I, I i think it's just being a part of a community being a part of several communities honestly i think is just a really important thing in life in general like i honestly think that's <clears throat> one of our purposes in life is to be a part of a community, at least one. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that especially creative communities can help you in more ways than you really know. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why, I, again, for me, I'm like, I'm always telling people like, be a part of some kind of community, whether that's some sort of online group. Um, I, I, worst case scenario, be a part of some kind of online community, right? Mm -hmm. Um, even honestly, the ones that are like paid communities, 
Um, I'm even for those, depending on the value that they offer. Um, but if if you're really struggling to you know, find uh, a group of like-minded people, don't be afraid to treat it like a gym membership. Um, but at the same time, like in an ideal world, you can you know, see these people on a regular basis and be able to I don't know, share those experiences. And uh, I, I, I believe that being a part of that community is more important than the portfolios that we have um, yeah. by, by far. So that's always my, my big recommendation. So you go ahead, Shelby. Yeah. Final thoughts. Um, focusing on like the creation of a community is if you're not finding one that you fit in, right? If, if you're trying and you're looking for people and you're not finding one that you fit in, what I would do is find the other people that aren't fitting in to any of the other communities and reach out to them too because there's a good chance that there's another there's similar reason why they're not fitting in either. And that's okay if you need to be like a community of misfits. That's every community I'm in. And I think that, and I think that's a lot of creative communities is people that just didn't feel like they, they fit. And, you know, if you're too weird or not weird enough, there is a weird place for you. And yeah, I just, communities are so important to me and especially as a creative and as a writer and being able to have a safe place where you can go and run to. That's not going to judge you for what you're creating and is going to try to understand you. Maybe they won't, but they'll try to, and they'll try to uplift you. That's important to find, but yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, that's all we got. Um, hey, if you made it this far, really appreciate you just listening and being a, being a part of our Command Z community. Look at that. You see what we did there? Yeah, look at that. I see the community. I see. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and if you if you are looking for a way to help us in our community, the way that you can do that would be leaving a review. <laughs> Such a salesy thing. <laughs> Please leave a review on on iTunes or Spotify anywhere. Um, and if you have a question you'd like to ask, yes, you can always ask us a question. We'd love to hear them. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Um, especially if you even like record a question and send it over to us and we'll yeah. make you famous by playing it on the podcast. Right. That's the value that. of our community. We make people famous. We do. Or something like uplift. that. All right. I feel like I'm just destroying everything. I just, <laughs> or what we just said. Not, so. not famous. Uplift. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We want to make you the, change the phrasing around. Yeah. We'll uplift you. <clears throat> there it is. We're, <laughs> we're writing on the fly here. All right. Anyway, uh, love you. Bye. The Command Z Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.